1: We now rejoin today's message, already in progress. But notice her reply. As surely as Yahweh your God lives. By that statement, we see two things that she recognizes. One, that Yahweh is the living God. And two, that Elijah was his servant, his man. Perhaps... She even now knew his name, recognized him as the Lord's prophet who first brought word of the famine to King Ahab. Sensing her desperation at this point in time, Elijah tells her beginning in verse 13, don't be afraid. Okay, She just said, I don't have any bread. I can't make you bread. I don't have any bread. All I got is a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil and that's it. I'm making this little cookie. Basically a cookie for my son. After that, we're done. If if your God doesn't provide, we're done. We're going to die. And Elijah tells her, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Go home and do as you've said. But make first a small portion of cake for me. From what you have. And bring it to me. Then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what Yahweh, the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour you have will not be used up. The jug of oil you have will not run dry until the day that Yahweh gives rain in the land. Oh, what faith. What faith it must have required for this non-Israelite woman, this Gentile Phoenician woman, to trust so much in a God that she had never really known and nor had she ever had a relationship with. I mean, to give her and her son's last meal to a seemingly well-fed man. Remember, while everyone else was starving, Elijah was eating twice a day, and he was eating good. You can tell those who have eaten well and those who are starving She's seen the difference. She could tell Elijah had been eating good. And to give what she was wanting to save for her son to this seemingly well-fed man, that'd be a hard thing to do. Amen? We have to wonder why God didn't allow the widow to bake the bread for her and her son first, then have God provide for the prophet. I believe it was for the same reason that the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant across the flooding Jordan River, God just didn't park the ways for them and say, go on through, boys. No, first they had to put their feet in the water. They had to take that step Then God could do the rest. Amen? Faith is the key to the opening of your miracles. And As we said earlier, this woman... Had faith. She had that kind of faith. I can only imagine how excited she must have been after she delivered the bread and the water to the prophet, the little piece of bread that she had made, and started back to her house. Could this mighty God, could he have actually heard my prayers for help? Will he really take care of me now? Me and my son in this miraculous way? And I could almost picture her reaching for that supposedly empty jar of flour and reaching in and pulling out a a full scoop of flour. I can just see the tears of joy coming down her face as oil poured from a dried jug. Hallelujah. By faith, we may daily realize that we are merely empty jars of clay depending solely upon God to fill us. With the oil of the Holy Spirit. His goodness, his mercy, and his love. And he doesn't do it so we can be full. He does it so we can freely pour out those attributes to be enjoyed by all of those around us. Like the widow. They may learn of our God and be led to his throne of grace. Amen? For we live in a world that is indeed starving for spiritual nourishment. And just like Elijah, we may faithfully and tirelessly follow where he leads. Amen. Blessing everyone we can along the way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The faith it took. She just had that little bit of flour, mixed a little bit of oil. Put it in the past, separated it out enough for Elijah. Basically, cutting that cookie into three pieces and taking this little piece to him. <laughs> she had a little cup of water. She had that little piece of cookie. One third of a cookie, basically, all it was. Gave it to the prophet and said, There. And there's that word again, there. Saying, here you go. There it is. It's all I have. And Elijah telling her, okay, now you go back and fix some for your son and yourself. And she goes back wondering, is this really going to happen? Oh, thank you, Yahweh God, for sending this prophet. I will take care of him if you take care of my family, my boy and me. Remember, that's a contract. We studied it last time. If you do this, I will do this. That's what God is telling his people. It's what God did for people today. He says, if you receive Jesus as your Savior, if you repent of all the sins you've ever done and receive Jesus as your Savior, if you do this, then I will do this. I will forgive all your sins. Considering his death, on the cross payment in full and I will give you everlasting life if you do this I will do this with this widow woman that's what God told her okay I hear your prayers I'm going to send Elijah to you if you take care of him I will take care of you that's the promise she had and for who knows how long I'm and based upon the way I read the scriptures from where he was at at the Brook Carith, to where he needed to go inside, Zarephath, it's at least a four to five day walk. I believe it was at least five or six days that she had been looking for the prophet. Almost giving up until she's seen him. She says, wow, there's the prophet. He's here just like I had heard in my prayers that he was coming here. I will take care of him. And when the prophet said, Bake me a cake, or you know, give me some bread. He said, I don't have any bread. All I got is this little cookie, enough flour to make of one cookie. I'm splitting it with my son, and I after that, we're done. And he said, Give to me first. Give to God's man first. Give to God first. And he will take care of the rest. Amen. Glory to God. You know, we're not going to get into raising up the son of the widow woman at this point in time. We'll cover that probably next time. I just want to touch briefly in this, what, the ten minutes that we have left. God will provide for you, for you. God will provide for you if you do what he tells you to do first. If God tells you, I want you to go to this church, you may not be a member of that church. You may not be in the same faith of that church. You may be a Baptist and he's telling you to go to a Pentecostal church. You may be a Pentecostal, he's telling you to go to a Methodist church. You may be a Catholic, he's telling you to go to a Pentecostal church. Whatever he tells you to do, though, there is a reason behind it. Whatever he tells you to do is because he's trying to get something to you. You may go, you may be a Baptist, and God says, I want you to go to this Pentecostal church over here today. And the message you receive that day more than likely will be just for you. It may be a word of knowledge come upon someone and they touch your shoulder and say God says that he's going to take care of it for you oh you you know what we're talking about right now may not make any sense but I can guarantee if you've been asking God to take care of something and you don't know how it's going to happen. What I just said ministered to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God praise. That's a word of knowledge. And if you are a Baptist and you walk into that church and someone puts their hand on his shoulder, says, God just want me to come over and tell you he's heard your prayers. How do they know what you've been praying? They don't. God does. And God told this person to minister to you. And God ministered to you because you were faithful to obey him and go to that church. Amen. It does not mean that every day God's going to have another word for you. He does. He ministers to me on a daily basis. Well, Brother Bob, of course he does. You're a pastor. You're in the ministry. You're in the five-fold ministry. No wonder he ministers to you. No wonder he talks to you every day. Well, it's because I have his word right there. I have a little devotional, praise God. And I have His Word. And I'm in it daily. Daily. Managing this radio station, I am able to be immersed continuously all day long in the Word of God. Amen? All day long. You may not be able to do that. But, if you will at least take a few minutes out of your day to get in the Word of God. Read just one chapter a day. One chapter. God can speak to you. I'm not saying he'll do it on a daily basis. He can. But if you will read one chapter a day, you will come to a point when some verse... Ministers directly to you. Back on January 25th, 1992, in a little empty apartment room in Columbus, Georgia, that happened to me. I'm not going in the full testimony; you can read it on our website at ftfm.org. But one, I, I was faithfully reading the Bible three times a day, one chapter three times a day. And on this particular evening, at 11:35 p.m. Eastern time. I went to lay down. I have seen the Bible sitting on a little box that I was using as a dresser. So, Oh, yeah, I haven't read my scripture. And I just got done crying my heart out asking God, get me out of this situation that myself and my family were in. And, I mean, literally crying. I was broken. And that night, my chapter to read was Psalms 34. And I got down to verse 7. And verse 7 says, The Lord has heard this poor man's cry and shall deliver him from all his troubles. When, that ver- when I read that verse out loud, it got down in my heart and an explosion took place. I was instantly born again. Up to that time, I thought I was born again, but praise God, now I know I was born again. Hallelujah. And from that day forward, and one of the prayers I would prayed prior to that, I said, Lord, if you could deliver us from this situation, I can't handle it anymore. I give up. I don't know what to do. If you could deliver us, I'll be a preacher for you. I don't care. But I can't deal with this anymore. Fifteen minutes later, I was born again. And two years later, God called me into the ministry. And when he called me, I said, like, you don't know, you can't use me in the ministry. There's no way. You don't know what I live like. You don't know what I've done. Here I am, someone who knows absolutely nothing, telling the one who created the entire universe that he doesn't know what he's talking about. How foolish. And God showed that to me. But he replayed that night like a, like a video. It just came up as a, like a video in my mind when I had said to God, I'll become a preacher for you. I don't care. He said, did I deliver you from what you asked me to? I said, yes, sir. Did you or did you not say that? I said, yes, sir. He goes, did you lie to me or not? I said, oh, no, sir. And I surrendered my life. And it's been a constant process for 21 years now. Praise God. But a process means we're not finished yet. God's been working a process in you. I don't know what that process is about. Only you do. I don't know what God is doing in your life. I don't know what you've asked him to help you with. I don't know what your situation is. God does. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you are going through. And if you will give him the chance, he'll fix it. But then you are obligated to do what. He tells you to do. I'm not saying he's calling you into the five-fold ministry and sending you to Timbuktu. I mean, have you ever been to Timbuktu? Timbuktu might be pretty nice. You may enjoy yourself in Timbuktu. It may be your place called there. But your obligation is to do what God says. If he says, I want you to go over there and minister, wherever he tells you that there is, it could be your next-door neighbor's house, it could be your work associate's desk, The next cubicle over. Wherever it is he called you to go there and say this or do this, that's your place called there, which we'll get into next time. Amen? But if you have a need, your number one first thing that needs to be taken care of is to answer this question. Are you a Christian? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you asked Jesus to become Lord of your life? Have you asked Jesus to forgive you? I don't care what you've done. It doesn't matter what You could have committed murder. Well, Brother Bob, doesn't the Bible say that he who takes another life should be killed himself? Yes, it does. It sure enough does. Well, what do you mean, if I committed murder, God would forgive me? Because nothing, nothing is greater than the blood of Jesus. When he shed his blood at that cross, it was powerful enough to take away any sin, including murder, including adultery, including robbery, including abuse, including drug use, including alcoholism, whatever sin you can name, Jesus' blood took care of it, except one. That one sin is not accepting him as your Savior. That is the only sin his blood will not cover at all. I've ministered to people and, well, I don't know, but I kind of hope that... Uh, you know, when that time comes and I knock on the door of heaven that God will open it up and say, well, you know, you weren't too bad. Come on in. I tell them right to their face, that's not gonna happen. It will not happen. Because no man comes into the Father's presence but by Jesus. That's it. I don't care if you're Buddhist, I don't care if you're a hairy Christian, I don't care if you're uh A Muslim, I don't care if you're an atheist, I don't care if you're a naturalist or whatever the case may be, you're not getting into heaven unless you're a Christian. And there are false Christians out there. I'm not going to question their salvation, I question their beliefs. You know, you have someone who believes in promoting all of these things that God says is an abomination embracing them and and telling others it's okay and trying to force those ways onto society. God says, no. That's not going to happen. And whether or not these people are saved or not is not up to Pastor Bob to judge. Thank God. Because that means I would be judged by the same standard and I am guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. But (laughs) <laughs> the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, the blood of Jesus washed all of that away, hallelujah, every bit of it. I can stand and you have an opportunity right now to wash all of that sin away. Anything you've ever done, include up to and including murder, up to and including rejecting Jesus prior to this moment in time, can be washed away with one simple statement Jesus, I'm sorry I'm sorry of all that I've ever done everything I've ever done that created sin in my life promoted sin in others' life. everything that I've ever done counter to your word I repent of right here and right now and I ask you to come into my heart pray this prayer with me right now Jesus, thank you For doing what you've done for me on that cross. Thank you Jesus for saving me. Lord your blood paid the complete price for my sin. Your blood and your blood alone is what did it. I ask you to come into my heart to be Lord of my life. My life Lord Jesus is no longer my own. For now you are in me. I thank you for the gift of everlasting life. This new life will never be taken away. You have God's promise. This new life will never be taken away. Amen. And I thank you, Lord, for supernatural provision in my life in this area that I present to you now. And then tell them whatever it is. Finances, healing, relationships restored. Whatever the case would be, roll that care over on. He says, be careful of nothing. Roll, in other words, don't be full of care. Roll that care over on him. Amen. Glory to God. And Father, I thank you because of what Jesus did for me at that cross, I can now stand in your presence as righteous in your eyes as Jesus is right now. As righteous in your eyes as Adam and Eve was before the fall. I'm cleansed in the blood of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for that. And I praise you for that. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer with me, will you email me? Go to Brother Bob at FTFM, that's Freedom Through Faith Ministries, Brother Bob at FTFM.org, and let me know. We want to rejoice with you. Matter of fact, if you will respond to me in email this day, anywhere in the United States, I will email you my latest book. It's an award winning book. I actually took first place uh, as listed in uh, the Apple Independent Authors uh, Book Contest for 2015 first place. And the book is called (laughs) Lord, I can't remember the name of the book. I've written so many since then. Glory to God. Anyway, I'll send it to you free of charge. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God has been good to me and I want to be good to you. I want to bless you. If you'll email me and say, I prayed that prayer with you today, Brother Bob. I want to pray with you. I want to hold you up before the Lord in prayer. i put my faith in agreement with your faith if you tell me what issues you need us to pray about. And if you provide us with your contact information, I'll send you that new book. Glory to God. Oh, Blind Faith. That's the name of the book. Blind Faith. And it's a story about when Jesus put clay on the eyes of the blind man and then sent him all the way across town to wash in the pool of Siloam. And it's called Blind Faith. How this blind man had faith enough to do what Jesus said. And we've, we follow him. Literally, it's a book written from his perspective. And it's an award-winning book. I'm, I'm happy to receive that award. But all the glory is God's. He's the one who get it. If you'll email me and let me know that you prayed that prayer of salvation. I'll send you that book absolutely free of charge, and I'll mail it postpaid anywhere in the United States. If it's overseas, uh, unfortunately, we'll have to charge you for the shipping cost of it. Amen? That's all the time we have for today, folks. I am so blessed that you joined us. We did this for the very first time on Periscope. If you viewed this on Periscope, will you email me and let me know? BrotherBob at FTFM.org. Just say, I've seen you on Periscope or Twitter us. Respond to the Twitter feed and let us know. Because I want to know if this is an effective outreach tool. Amen? Uh, Just to show you our studio, uh, I'm going to turn this around real quick. You see a couple of monitors there, some more monitors over there. I have a total of five monitors inside our studio. Uh, Five monitors, six computers. Five computers plus a a server uh, for the radio station. And, you know, this is where I spend my days. This is where I'm at. uh, Up to about 10 hours a day. Studying the Word of God, answering emails, uh, editing files, because we now have 33 broadcasters. We have been rated number one in the world. Evangelism Radio has been rated number one in the world by Shoutcast.com since August 15, 2015. It's the first time we were rated number one in the world that I was aware of. From that date to today, 80, more than 86% of the time we are rated number one in the entire world as an online Christian radio station in the sermon genre. Amen? All glory to God. We have listeners in over 160 different countries. 33 different ministries are broadcasting the Word of God, allowing us to broadcast it for them as we empower them to impact this world with the gospel. This radio station is doing God's work. We are doing God's work. God is blessing his work. And you can be part of it. Go to our website at ftfm.org for more information. Or better yet, go to evangelismradio.com and check it out for yourself. I I can guarantee you will hear the word of God. Amen. That's all the time we have for today. Hallelujah. I'm going to end the Periscope session right now. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, we are going to to do what God told us to do so we can have the provision that he has guaranteed for us. Amen. Hallelujah. For those on radio, Periscope just ended. I'd ask you to go check it out and let me know what you thought of it. Uh, for those on the radio right now, I want to thank you for joining us. And there, the music is starting now. Praise be to God. Until next time, this is Pastor Robert to remind you God loves you. We love you. We pray for you each and every day. And be blessed in all that you do.
0: You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher. Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, Be blessed, and remember, we serve an awesome God.